Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last year, we launched our course, The Data-Driven Classroom, and had hundreds of educators and clinicians take this course with consistently amazing feedback. I heard from so many teachers how this course really changed the way they approach data, how they were able to set up simple data systems, train their paras, and be collecting data to make data-based decisions within days of finishing the course. That feedback made me so happy. Now that course has been closed and unavailable since last year, but guess what? We are reopening the course, the data-based classroom, and I want you to be one of the first ones in. If data is something you have been struggling with for years, let's work on this together. Let me give you all of the tools to make this something that can consistently happen in your classroom. And guess what? Since you are a podcast listener, and I absolutely love my podcast listeners, I have an awesome code for you. When you use the code DATA100, you're going to get $100 off of the course bundle. Now, this code is only going to be usable until March 20th. So you only have one week to use this code, but Data 100 will get you $100 off of that course bundle. So that means for less than $200, you are getting the amazing data toolkit with literally hundreds of data sheets, all editable. And don't worry, I teach you how to edit it. And that entire data-driven course that touches on academic data, behavior data, staff training, and so much more. There's a link in the show notes with all of the information. Let's make this year the year that data really works. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Hi there. We are continuing our discussion in everything virtual learning. So last week we talked about tips for virtual reinforcement and some sensory friendly tips for setting up your home learning station. We're going to switch gears a little bit. Today I'm chatting with one of the members from my professional development membership group, Leanne Abouchar. Leanne is a special education teacher as well as a teacher coach for junior high and high school students. Today we're talking about how to teach life skills in the virtual classroom. So if you are a junior high, high school teacher, or even an elementary school teacher, and you teach a lot of great functional life skills, typically in your in-person classroom, you might be kind of stuck on how to progress with teaching these skills virtually. Well, Leanne has some amazing suggestions on how she's been working on these skills with her students and how some of these lessons actually serve as a reinforcer as well. We also talk about how she's been working on some parent coaching and having parents take data with a rubric style prompt data. So I'm really excited for you to hear about that. So let's jump in and let's talk life skills, data, and parent coaching. Hi, Leanne. Thank you so much for joining me. 
Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having me on. So I'm really excited to talk about life skills today, which is always a fun topic, but we're going to take it one step farther and we're going to talk about how to teach life skills virtually and then even the frosting on top of that, how to take data on it at the same time. So you want to give us kind of an overview of what you've been working on with teachers and what you've done yourself for working on life skills in distance learning. Sure. Um, well, currently I'm working as a teacher consultant and I'm working with middle and high school teachers. Um, and it's definitely, you know, been a challenge last year I was working as an autism teacher. And so when COVID came and we all, you know, had to jump into the virtual world, it was like, okay, how do we, how do we do this? Um, so I will say it's been a trial and error. I think, you know, with, with every kid, with every family, you know, different things work. Um, I've really enjoyed the life skills because the one unique thing you have, the kids are at home, so they have access um, to a lot of, you know, those things at home, like a lot, like the washer and dryer and yeah, true. cooking materials and those kind of things. So in some ways, I feel like life skills was almost a little bit easier to work on, but having the you know, virtual environment makes it a challenge too, just with all the intricacies with that. Yeah. So how did you even start to approach this? And I love that you said, you know, trial and error and there's not, there's no one size fits all solution. So how did you approach this and what are some of the kind of frameworks that have been working for some of the families you work with? Yeah. Um, so we've, we've used video a lot when it comes to life skill um, sometimes that's asynchronous and sometimes that's synchronous. So I'll start with, you know, some of the things that we do when we're working with the kids, um, in a synchronous format. So, you know, we'll go on zoom or if you have Microsoft teams or whatever format you use, um, in your schools and we'll have the kids right there with us. Um, and I've done this one-on-one -on -one and in small groups, well, let's use the example of cooking. Um, so if we were going to do a cooking lesson, I would reach out to the parents and I would say, hey, we're going to do this recipe. I would send them over um, the document uh, with the recipe, with the list of supplies that they needed and say, hey, um, next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m., we're going to do a cooking lesson. And so the parents would be prepared. They would know, hey, okay, we're going to do this cooking lesson at this time. These are the things that I need. Um, so it was really good to, you know, make sure that we had the parents on board. If you're doing one-to-one -one and, you know, you, you can be flexible with their schedule, it's really important to, you know, talk to the parents and say, hey, when, when is a good time for you? Um, because you'll want the parent there um, to help support if you have some more independent high schoolers, sometimes they can do it on their own, um, but that just depends on your kids. Yeah. So, so you like literally run like a like a Food Network cooking show. You're yeah. Like, you yeah. <laughs> um, so we did exactly that. Um, I actually got a grant last year, um, and we we were able to send cookbooks home to the kids. Um, you know, if that's not possible, you can always, you know, share your screen and share the recipe online that way. So, you know, the parents don't necessarily need to have a physical copy of the recipe, but as long as there's something visual for them to follow along, 
that's really important. So we would do it exactly like a, you know, like on Food Network. So <laughs> step by step, all together. Um, and, you know, it's, it's super fun. The kids loved it. I was gonna say, I'm sure the kids love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we, we would go through and, and do each activity. You can, you know, if, if the family is okay with the kids being on video, which generally has, has worked well, you know, it's great. Cause you can kind of see what they're doing. If I was able to prompt on my end, if it need, you know, it was like a verbal or a visual prompt that I could give that way, then that was really great. Um, but then the parent or an older sibling or whoever was available, you know, would be able to help um, the student out uh, on their end. Um, awesome. So that was really cool. And then we would do different things that like you could do that for laundry or you could do that for washing dishes but you know it's it's very much kind of like the food network thing (laughs) and then what does your data piece look like for something like that like for your cooking example yeah so we started out when we did it we really you know started out just kind of having the kids get through the routine and and learn the routine of you know how that would work in a virtual environment and then, um, then we started to ask parents, you know, hey, would you be willing to take some data? And so we've actually tried two different ways um, to do that. For some parents, they want a physical sheet that they can, you know, write on themselves. Um, for other parents, it was easier for them to have like a Google form. Um, and so we broke out the steps as like a task analysis um, of whatever activity that we were doing. And then we broke it up into like three different levels. So um, independent, um, needed one to two prompts, and then needed three or more prompts. Um, And that's how we would, you know, rate each area. And then at the end, you could tally the points. Um, And, you know, it was it was a super easy way. I think for the parents, they didn't have to necessarily score it. They could just send, you know, the sheet in um, a picture of it, or if they were doing it through a Google form, then it automatically would go to you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Did you find that a lot of parents were pretty receptive to, you know, taking part and collaborating on this data piece? I would say for the most part, because we made sure that it was really simple and easy to use. And when we when we did it for the first time, we had the the parents, we showed the parents what that looked like. 
Um, if you can do, you know, one-on-one with the kids, then you can really have the parents score alongside you. And then, you know, they, they can see, you know, what is a prompt and, um, you know, what is that, what does that look like? It's definitely, you know, trial and error. Your data, you know, is going to look different than, than how it would look in your classroom. But I think, you know, that's part of that flexibility piece that we've had to learn, um, through this virtual learning time, um, you That's know, such a nice way to put it. We've learned flexibility. Yes. Right? Yes. You have to be very flexible. Um, but I would say for the most part, you know, as long as you make it simple and easy for the parents to do, then they're, they're pretty okay with it. Um, and I love that you differentiated the data system. So did you just like literally ask them like, Hey, do you want a data sheet or do you want Google forms? Or how did you figure out which would be the best fit for each family? Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, the relationship with the families, you know, you, you might already kind of know what they, what they want or what they need. Um, but you know, I, I think number one, you definitely want to ask them. And I had parents too, that were like, oh yeah, I definitely want to do, um, you know, I, I definitely want to do a Google form. And then they got to, it and they were like, oh, I don't really love this. Can I try the, <laughs> you know, can I try the paper form? And, you know, again, you just, you're just flexible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah you, yeah, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but you know, kind of that, that parent coaching piece of, of teaching to identify what a prompt is and what a prompt isn't. Cause I think, you know, especially as a parent, sometimes we prompt and help our children without even like realizing we're doing that. Um, what did that kind of parent coaching piece look like for you? I think it's important to share, um, you know, either a visual or some sort of information piece ahead of time that describes the different types of prompts. Um, you know, I think prompting is a whole, you know, a whole nother thing. And if you really have time to, you know, maybe do a, a video or some sort of additional parent training on prompting, that would be great. Um, I know as a teacher, you don't always have time to, to do that. <laughs> so a lot of um, a lot of the parent training was really while we were doing the lessons with the kids and just showing, you know, um, you know, ex- explaining while they were doing the prompts, like what that would be called. Um, you know, so if, if they're giving a verbal prompt, you know, you would tell the parent, oh, yeah, that's a verbal prompt or. Um, you know, you could give an example if the kid was struggling, say, hey, instead of, you know, a hand over hand, um, maybe just point to um, the measuring cup or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. Um, and and in-situ training is so powerful too. So that yes. you know, is great. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not perfect. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, you, you give the parents a little bit each time and they'll build their confidence through it. And the kids will, you know, the kids will build their confidence, um, as they're doing the lessons. Um, the other piece that, you know, sometimes can be hard for families is some families feel uncomfortable having their, their home, um, on video. Mm -hmm. And so we've had some kids where we've recorded videos of us doing, um, you know, if we're doing, uh, if we're washing dishes, then we have a video, um, 
that, you know, goes step by step of how you wash the dishes and they could do that on their own. It's not ideal because you're not seeing it um, and you're not seeing the kids doing it, but it's, you know, it's better than nothing. And so I think that's another part of where that flexibility comes in. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. So how often in your classrooms are you doing these type of, you know, the live coaching and, and video modeling life skills lessons? Um, last year when we did it, we, we picked one day a week, I think for the parents, um, it was a lot, um, for, for our families. Again, you know, I think it just depends, you know, your families and your kids best. Um, so we would do it once a week and we would always, you know, give a heads up like, Hey, this is the life skill that we're working on. These are the supplies that you'll need. Um, and you know, hopefully they had most of it, depending on what, what it was for the cooking ones. Obviously there's a little bit more prep. Um, but we started with the once a week and we made it a consistent schedule. Um, for some kids, you know, if you, if you are doing more one-on-one, my kids, I would do, uh, more like small groups. So we had a consistent schedule. Um, but if you're doing one-on-one, I would suggest, you know, talking with a parent to find out the time that's best for them. Um, yeah. This year, you know, that now that we've gotten a little bit more of the hang of it, um, the teachers that I've been coaching um, have been trying to do this at least two to three times a week. But with their high schoolers, uh, high school students, um, you know, really doing more repetition. So, they might be working on washing dishes that week and that week would only be washing dishes. Um, and so, you know, even though there's like some prep to it to make sure that everybody has the supplies and they're ready, um, you know, there would be that, that consistency throughout the week with knowing what skill they were working on. Oh yeah. That's a great suggestion. And I like that, you know, you gave the advice of like, you know, just once a week, keeping it consistent, keeping it simple. Cause I can like hear people, you know, out in the world listening to this and being like, Oh my God, I have to do this every day. That's so hard. And like, no, it's okay. Like just start somewhere and get that going. And if you can grow to more frequently, cool. If you can't, that's okay too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think it's one of those things like, like kids get, I would say cooking was definitely the favorite and, you know, the kids were so excited about it. So if we found, you know, a recipe that they were, you know, really into, it could even be like a celebration. Like, Hey, you guys have done such an amazing job, um, you know, logging in online and, uh, participating. So, uh, on Friday, we're going to make, cookies together. You know what I mean? And, and then yes. get to eat together. And we also did, um, we would invite sometimes like speech or OT or other service providers and have them join in on it too. So like for speech, you know, we might do, um, some communication. So after we made, um, you know, after we made the, the cookies, then we would talk about, Hey, do we like them? Was it fun to make the cookies? Um, you know, is there something you would do differently next time? And, you know, it it became a social skills time too. Oh, that's great. And you're right. It is such a reinforcer. And that's, Kelsey was on the podcast last week and we were talking about, you know, how tricky reinforcement can be in the virtual classroom. 
And, and this is a great way to not only hit the reinforcer, but also get the life skills and the data piece and the social piece. Like you're, you're killing a lot of birds with one stone. Yes. Yeah. And, and the kids would ask about it too. They're like, are we cooking today? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> not today. Nope, just, but... just dishes today. <laughs> it's all right. You got to do dishes to be able to cook, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Leanne. I hope this sparked some ideas for people because, you know, I know so many teachers love cooking in the classroom and doing all these fun life skills. And I hope people don't feel like they had to totally abandon it if they're, you know, in virtual learning right now. So I hope this got some ideas, ideas flowing for people. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.